0: The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. One, two, three. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Steve. Yeah, and
2: the LSU way.
0: Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, well well, thank you for that, I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, go on, put them both in a jousting
0: tournament. It, none of it matters, Texas a and should go eight and this year and half those kids are going to transfer, are you sure? We are back with another edition of Tailgate and the Quad, as always I'm here with Kiernan, I don't know how the fuck to do an intro apparently, I've forgotten in the past week, Kiernan, how you doing pal? I'm doing alright, how about you? I'm doing great. We made awesome. up a lot of ground after yes. the full games this past week. Yes, I I can
2: t- I saw the the scorecard and it's uh, unnervingly close.
0: Yeah, made up some good ground. I also did text Kiernan when I was saying because we have a spreadsheet with all the games and stuff. I texted him, "You're going to hate me." He said, "Oh no!" And I just hit twelve games with an exclamation point. That's right. We're taking. Tick- we're picking. 12 bowl games this week <laughs> I said we were going to do it It might be unnecessary because I'm only down by 6 now But I'm giving myself a buffer All I have to do Is bet the
2: same as you And I can I can win But I mean I get it Where's
0: the fun in that Oh uh, if you do that No you're going first for every game this week I'll change my picks then <laughs> Nope once you say <laughs> it they're locked in <laughs>
2: Oh come on
0: I'm They're messing. locked in. You have to get, go like fifty percent or better, and just have me not go a hundred. Yeah, and then it might be a tie.
2: Yeah, it, it's fine. It's fine. Let's let's get let's get the ball moving.
0: All right, the transfer portal is in full swing. Uh, we did talk last week about Drake May allegedly being offered five million dollars, said by Mac Brown and Pat Narduzzi. And Drake Mayson shot down those rumors. He said, nope, I was not offered $5 million to enter the transfer portal. Who do you believe, Kiernan?
2: Uh, I'm going to have to believe Drake May on this one because I think he said it kind of, kind of best. Or at least he deflected enough blame in this case because he said um, that uh, you'd have to uh, enter the transfer portal to even be allowed to talk to these schools, which is true um i mean i'm not saying that people haven't done it outside of the portal and you know all this poaching and stuff going on um it it absolutely is a is an issue but at the same time i have to believe drake may when he says he wasn't offered it i mean it's it's a outspoken out there source saying hey i did not accept this versus Some speculation in the back room So until that comes to light As
0: counter to that point uh, We gotta believe Drake May on this one I see where you're going with this I completely disagree Really? I believe Mac Brown and Pat Narduzzi Because they're both up there in age They're probably going to be college coaches for life Drake May is going to the NFL Shady shit happens to the NFL There are shady deals going on every day He needs to say No I was not offered this to make show NFL teams that he will lie, he will <laughs> lie about contracts that he was offered to the media. It, if he had just said, I, "I'm a Tar Heel. I'm staying here. None of that matters. We're focusing on the bowl game." Then fine, like, that's I would believe that more than no. I was not offered five million dollars because that makes sound like no. I wasn't offered five million dollars. It was six. <sighs>
2: Oh, so the specificity of the um, denial is is the issue.
0: Yes, I don't know if he explicitly said five million dollars, but I, I was not offered money. I don't buy it. He, someone definitely offered him money to come to their school. That's that's an interesting way of looking at it. I, I'm not sure.
2: I 100% agree with you on that. Only because uh, Mac Brown was one of the people that is like super against the whole poaching of players. And so he, I think he would go out of his way to say things like not go out of his way, but he would try and make a statement early to get his way later on, you know, when new regulations and rules come in.
0: That's true. And you could make the argument because he wouldn't say a team or a conference. Maybe he was lying, trying to make a point, but I, I, I still think Drake may has more to benefit from lying about this than Pat Narduzzi and Mac Brown do. Fair enough.
2: It's it's an interesting, it's an interesting kind of, he said, she said moment where it's until we get actual physical evidence that it's one way or the other, it's, it's kind of uh completely up in the air, but it's fun to debate like, because that it's, it's a, it's a who's, who's right. And who gets bragging rights to say that they were right
0: after all this, you know, hits the fan. That is true. And speaking of he said, she said, I'm also big on, you know, don't insinuate that something was happening. Just say who did it. Say who wronged you. Yeah, Matt Rule has apparently done that. (laughs) Last week he tweeted a duck with a money bags and then ghost and then the U with money bags and a ghost. So he's calling out Oregon and the U for either offering players at Nebraska to leave. Or offering nil deals and then ghosting guys and not living up to it. Uh, I hope it's more they offered Nebraska players money and the players didn't take it because that'd just be funny. I love seeing coaches call out other coaches. Oh yeah, definitely, and other programs
2: and all their boosters because like the they don't have like the boosters didn't have the um, they have the anonymity behind the scenes to pay players and things like that where coaches have less of that because they're the face of that particular school and things like that so I think it's it is funny that Matt Rule goes out of his way to do the emojis thing and I thought that was pretty funny uh, initially I didn't get it at all when I saw them first I'm like I I mean okay is I you know what's, what's he truly implying but I think that uh I think Matt Rule has done a brilliant job recruiting and the people around him have done a brilliant job recruiting and getting players that he wants at nebraska so i think nebraska would be a team to watch out for next year
0: yeah and also notice he did this dan lanning and mario cristobal did not call a press conference immediately to whine like a bitch (laughs) so jimbo so it means it's true in well or It's not true, because I feel like if you immediately call a press conference, you are definitely guilty of something. But Jimbo, that's a nice little play that you can take for your 90 goddamn Waffle House menus that you have on the sidelines. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I didn't tell you this. Jimbo Fisher is our baby back bitch of the week because he had a press conference complaining about NIL and the transfer portal. Isn't he the biggest recipient of both? Yeah, buddy, you bought the number one class in the country last year. Don't yeah. complain and bitch and moan about the transfer portal. Yeah,
2: and then and then
0: had absolutely nothing to show for it. Oh, you love to see it. Yeah. Uh, but a transfer that nobody was going to ever offer to leave, uh, DJ Uyunglele has transferred to Oregon State. Initially, I said to Kiernan, at least it's Power 5, but I've changed my tune. But Kiernan, what are your thoughts on DJU being a beaver? Um,
2: I don't think much is going to change for him. I think uh, unless I don't know who their quarterback coach is or uh, yeah, I don't know who their quarterback coach is if, if they even have one, but I don't really see how this matters for DJU. I think he's just kind of he wasn't very good at Clemson. Uh, I think Clemson has had a at least recent reputation of good quarterbacks, or at least knowing how to coach them well enough to get them into positions where they can be drafted pretty highly. I think DJU is just not that good, uh, overall. I mean, it this is talking about uh Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence since now Deshaun Watson has gone downhill and yada yada yada. But anyway, we're, we'll there's other north. reasons for that. There's a day. Yeah, the, those are other reasons not related to football directly. But I don't really think this matters for DJU. I don't think it matters for Oregon State. I think he's going to go up the first three four games, throw a bunch of picks, and people will just be like, "All right, sit on the sideline. You know, this is a waste of our time."
0: I actually love this move. Oregon State, they just came off a 10-win season. They have a good team. Their quarterback played well this year. If it wants to load, I'm trying to pull up his stats, but, of course, my internet decides to shit the bed. Tristan Gebbia made five starts. 1,171 yards, five touchdowns. So, in... He's a six-year senior, so they can take these guys and make them look competent. And I was on the Belly Up Sports Football Super Show last night. Jared from the corner booth made a really good point. Yeah, Clemson's had these good quarterbacks. They have not been able to develop any of them. You had Deshaun come in. He was a true freshman ready to start. He, He didn't start as a true freshman, but he was. Trevor Lawrence, same thing. True freshman ready to start. Started within like three or four games. Is it a concern? It's a coaching concern at this point. Cade Klubnik looks the part as a true freshman. Has Dabo in that coaching staff held DJU back?
2: Uh, I would say not necessarily. Because, like, even, even with even if they didn't like necessarily develop them in the way they'd want to. I mean, you still have to take into consideration DJU this year had uh 2,500 yards, which is 60 second best 22 TDs tied for 33rd and seven interceptions tied for 58th, and a QBR of 65, which is 52nd. Like he overall wasn't that good. Now you could say, Oh, his receivers drop balls and this, that, and the other thing, but like, Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence helped Clemson get to those championships and to the playoffs and whatnot. I DJU couldn't do that. And it and I don't think it was the team
0: around him at fault. I I think it might be a little bit. Clemson, when Deshaun was there, when Trevor Lawrence was there, they had a stable of running backs. They also, I was wrong. Deshaun did start as a true freshman. He didn't play a bunch, but he did play a good bit. Uh, But they had a stable of wide receivers and targets for Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun. What do they have this year? Will Shipley. They, like Alabama's gone through this year, their weapons aren't as good as they have been in the past. Is that because they were all stolen
2: by Jibo Fisher in the transfer portal?
0: (laughs) Uh, No, that's because they all went to the draft, and when you're as dominant as those two teams have been, you're going to have a down year occasionally. Yeah, that's true. But, and look, everyone's saying Nick Saban's lost a touch. He can't develop anymore. Why is no one fucking saying this about Dabo? Because they just don't care about Dabo. Oh, he's the worst. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry no he's a good man who built his program on the name image and likeness of God or some <laughs> shit. I don't that's we said it earlier in the year Dabo says weird shit that yeah. falls into the weird shit that Dabo says yeah 100% But yeah DJU to Oregon uh, this is his first time transferring we are seeing so many multi transfer players now You have JT Daniels going to his fourth school. Sorry, USC went to Georgia, West Virginia. Now he's at Rice. Keenan Slovis was at USC, went to Pitt. Now he's transferring again. And Aggie Hall, news to me, he is in his third time in the transfer. Or he's going to his third school, excuse me, Alabama, Texas, and the school to be named later. How many times can you transfer where it starts to get concerning for other programs getting you or NFL teams looking at you i i would say 3 and and i was thinking about this
2: earlier i was saying i was thinking to myself like what's a reasonable number of times that you can kind of i guess i guess my point would be how how often can you jump around without getting the playing time you need and for someone to pick you pick you up and like develop you as a player because if you keep jumping around systems sure you know you know a new system uh, in the pac 12 or the sec or the big 10 or whatever right but at some point you need to have some consistency to develop within that that strategy and that uh, system of uh, you know a run heavy offense, a pass heavy offense, a cover defense, or whatever you want, whatever position it, it doesn't matter about position. It just matters like you need to have some consistency to show uh, recruits in the NFL or the the scouts in the NFL to say, yeah, look at look what I can do for this system. Imagine what I can do for yours, right? And I think jumping around is detrimental to the players as well as the people who brought them in initially uh or even through the first transfer like i I get sophomores that want to transfer for their junior and senior year if they can get a little bit more playing time at at maybe a better school or even a worse school and really really shine i understand that that makes sense to me but you also have to think about these kids education right a lot of them either won't be finishing schools or will be finishing schools, and their credits are just all over the place. Like, I understand that you want to show out and you want to say that you can be in these systems and, you know, look how many schools want me and this, that, and the other thing. But at some point, it's going to be all for naught when you can't get drafted because you don't play anywhere.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, like, in JT Daniels' instance, he was the starter at West Virginia. He was the starter at Georgia for a bit. Yeah. I I think it's, A, none of these guys are going to be high draft picks. But if you are the kind of player where you might be a high draft pick, these teams don't want to watch you leave after they pick up your fifth-year option. They You use a first-round pick with the hopes that they will stick around for 10 years at a minimum. Yeah. If They're going to looking ship, for consistency and l- longevity. And it, it raises in the question, decision-making. Yeah. If you're going to, oh, well, I transferred, but it was the wrong school. Oh, I transferred, but it was the wrong school. I transferred, but it was the wrong school. What, What is the right school? What is the right system for you to show off your talents, and why can't you find it? Exactly. But another thing, and I think this number is going to be different for everyone else. How many transfers is too many? I think JT Daniels going to his fourth school looks a lot better than Aggie Hall going to his third school, the way he left Alabama. JT Daniels transferred to Georgia without a lot of fanfare, lost the starting job at Georgia, didn't say anything, didn't whine, went to West Virginia, didn't have the season he wanted. Nothing on social media, nothing said to the media, just, oh, by the way, I'm transferring to Rice. But you have a player like Aggie Hall, who was running his mouth at Alabama arguing with Alabama fans on Twitter gets to Texas, not on the depth chart is on the depth chart, suspended for half the year arguing with Alabama fans on Twitter. Still, that's a lot worse. Yeah, even if he wasn't yeah, transferring yeah. from Texas. Right. No, I,
2: I, I do agree. There are certain circumstances like that, that will definitely drive down that, uh, Aggie Hall's stock, if you will, like, you know, his ability to be drafted highly. And I, and I understand, like, like you said, there, there is, there is a reason for JT Daniels doing what he's doing, right? And without the fanfare and without the social media and things like that, he's actually helping him. Excuse me, he's actually helping himself. But the, and I, I kind of get it for him. I wish he would have just like kind of gone to. West Virginia and kind of stayed there and like, just, you know, despite him not having the best season, just kind of, you know, duking it out for the rest of his, his time in college. But I, but when you are when you're being influenced by outside sources, i.e. Alabama fans on Twitter, it makes you look worse. So, uh, you know, to each their own, but there should be some sort of limit or some sort of, kind of self-realization that it's like, maybe this is too much.
0: Yeah, but also, I think JT Daniels, the way he is transferring and his transfer decisions, it has shown a level of maturity, actually. Obviously, you transfer to West Virginia hoping to play yourself back into being a first-round pick. It doesn't work out. Well, shit. All right, let's transfer to a no-knock against West Virginia academics. I went to Alabama. I, I live in a glass house. I can't throw stones. But... Transferring from West Virginia to Rice really shows he's like, well, I'm clearly not going to be a starter in the NFL. I'm probably I should probably just focus on my education.
2: That is true. That is true.
0: So good luck, JT Daniels. I hope you get a 4.0 next semester. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of transfer portal news, which is makes this like end of season crazy with all the bowl game stuff. But Austin Oon, Oon Oon. The North Texas geriatric quarterback is entering the transfer portal. The twenty-nine-year-old had a good season for the Mean Green this year, but decided to hit the hit the dusty trail. Gonna see where he ends up. Hopefully, uh, retirement home somewhere.
2: Retirement <laughs> home for college washed-up college football players. Yeah. So the- actually, bringing back from last week's conversation is he, he's just on the cusp now of. Of being allowed to play again, correct? No, means, he's, in, uh, he, he's in the no-go zone. No, 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 I know, but he's 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 going to be turning 30 next year, right? Yes, I don't
0: know when he's turning 30, though. That's
2: the oh, question. Okay. Yeah, okay, so if it's before the season, we have to give him a pass.
0: Yes. Yeah, Yeah. we have to. Cause, cause... Uh, for, for those who missed last week's episode, I said 26 to 29, you can't play college football, but then once you turn 30... You can play college football again. Why does the link to his Wikipedia page go to a Fox News article? There we go. Oh, he will be turning thirty during the season. Oh, that's a
2: that's a hard. Do, do we is it half? How far through the
0: season is it? September sixth. It's early, so he's got to oh, sit okay. out the first couple weeks. We'll
2: give him a pass.
0: We'll give no, him. No, he's got to sit out the first couple weeks.
2: fine all right all right all right the minute he turns 30 i want to see him throwing six TDs.
0: yeah uh let's see when when that will be so september 9th will be his first game after turning 30 then he can start playing again okay also, Austin Noon did not take advantage of some dumb fucking eligibility rules. He played minor league baseball for a couple of years. That's why he's yeah. turning 30 and about to play. Yeah, that, that probably,
2: would, probably would have been good for context.
0: No, I, I think it's important to add that context. But I don't think that context really matters for what we're talking about. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Kieran, I feel like we're flying through this episode.
2: Well, we've got 12 games to pick, so I mean, that's going to take up a long time
0: that is true all right you want to just go into our week 17 review and then just get right into the 12 bowl games that i have selected for us yes let's do it all right first up armed forces bowl baylor versus air force kiernan had baylor 31 14 i had baylor 42 to 10 air force 130 to 15 neither of us win there next up we have the gasparilla bowl wake forest versus mizzou had wake forest 38 32 i had wake forest 24 14 Wake Forest won 27-17, which is the under, so I get the point there. Kiernan does not. Next up, the Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee versus San Diego State. Kiernan had San Diego State 35 to 30. I had San Diego State 28 to 20. San Diego State won 25 to 23. Uh, so that is the under. I think I wrote that weird. Let's just double check to make sure I'm not screwing Kiernan out of points or adding myself. Yeah, no, sorry. Middle Tennessee won. Yes. Middle Tennessee won 25 to 23, but the under still hit, so I'm still giving myself that point. Fuck you, Karen, and I set up the spreadsheet. (laughs) Next up, we have the Birmingham Bowl, Coastal Carolina versus Eastern Carolina.
1: You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
0: Kiernan had Coastal 28-21. I had ECU 35-28. ECU won 53-29. I get the point there. Finally, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Wisco versus Oklahoma State. Kiernan had Wisco 24-17. to 17. I had Oklahoma State 35-22. Wisco won 24-17. Booyah, okay. baby. Got that exactly right. Great That's start. That's the, first to the one all year, player. right? Um, yes, I think before we were like, you were a point or two off earlier. Let's go. I'm also, I felt like a fucking auctioneer going through that.
2: <laughs> that was great. I, no, that was so much fun because uh, I looked at the score. Like, I, I had forgotten what I had said for the score. And I was looking at the spreadsheet earlier and I just go, oh, my God, I nailed this. Like this, honestly, Ed, we were discussing before the show, this makes up for all of the other losses.
0: That should be two points. That should be worth two points. <laughs> Do you want two points for it? No, no, no. That's fine. We're already picking twelve bowl games, so I can give you yeah, two. I know. <laughs> All right. First up, week eighteen. We have the Cheez It Bowl. Oklahoma versus number thirteen Florida State. Kickoff is Thursday at five thirty at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. FSU's a minus nine and a half with a sixty-six over under. Kiernan. who you rocking with?
2: Uh, I'm going with uh, Florida State. Uh,
0: I filled out some of my picks during work. I'm going Florida State 35-17. Oklahoma's just in shambles right now.
2: Yeah, I don't see them winning.
0: Next up, we have the Alamo Bowl. Number 20, Texas versus number 12, Washington. Kickoff is Thursday at 9 at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. Texas is a minus 3.5 with a 67.5 over under. I'm going to go – I'm going to get ballsy. I'm going to go with Texas here. I think Quinn Ears will lead them to victory. I'm going to go Texas 28-21. to 21. I was going to say it's like a home game for Texas, but that state's so fucking big. San Antonio is probably like 24 hours away from Austin. <laughs> I, actually I have s- no I idea thinking, if that's true. Yeah, I don't either. I, I think they're, they're relatively close, maybe two hours, two, three hours. I was going to say relatively I, close for what? For like Rhode Island or for Texas? No, for like Texas. I mean,
2: regardless, if you don't think Texas is going to absolutely show up with their fans, it's you'd be out of your mind.
0: Fair. What I, you
2: got? I I definitely think it's going to be Texas. I think it's. Uh, I'll I'll go for the over just to make things interesting. Uh, I'll go Texas thirty-five. Uh, no, sorry, Texas. Uh, 40, Washington, 20, uh, 28. I need to get the over just by one there by half by half. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Next up, we have the Gator bowl. Number 21, Notre Dame versus number 18, South Carolina. Kickoff is Friday at three thirty. It is at TIAA bank in Jacksonville. Notre Dame is a minus two and a half with a 51 and a half over under Kiernan. Who do you got?
2: I was surprised at this at uh, Notre Dame with the two and a half, but uh, I secretly want them to win. So uh, I'm going to go Notre Dame. I'm going to do the reverse of you. So I'm just going to say Notre Dame 24, South Carolina 21. So just switch the team winning.
0: Okay, You do know that means that if the score is 23, 21, I get the point.
2: Like, if Notre Dame wins?
0: Yeah, if Notre Dame wins 23-21, I get the point. I mean... Ah, no, well, you win, but cover. I don't know, I gotta figure this out. I gotta figure out what kind of bullshit I can pull to get a win. Uh, (laughs) South Carolina's hot. Jacksonville's really close to South Carolina. To Columbia, you just gotta go through a quick stop in Georgia, and you're there. Uh, I'm gonna go South Carolina 24-21. Next up, we have the Orange Bowl. The only loser in this game will be America's pupils. Number six, Tennessee versus number seven, Clemson. <laughs> Way too much fucking orange on one field, I gotta tell you. yeah, Way seriously. too much orange, but I also secretly hope they both wear orange jerseys because that'll be hilarious. Oh, it'll be so funny. Kickoff is Friday at 8 at Hard Rock in Miami. Clemson's a minus 5.5 with a 63.5 over under. I'm going Clemson on this one. I think Clay Kubnick is the real deal, and I think Tennessee's defense is fucking garbage. And without Hooker and Hyatt, it's a wash. Give me Clemson forty to twenty-four.
2: Uh completely agree with you. Uh without Hooker, there's no way Tennessee is winning this game. Uh I'm gonna go with the under just to make it fun, because I think, yep, if I calculate your score correctly, you did the yep. over. So I'm gonna go uh Clemson uh thirty four, Tennessee twenty seven.
0: Okay, next up we have the Sugar Bowl. Number five, Alabama versus number top, number nine, Kansas State. Kickoff is noon on Saturday at the Superdome in Louisiana. Bama's a minus six and a half with a 56 over under. Karen, and who you got? Uh,
2: give me Alabama 28-21.
0: All right, I'm going Alabama 24-22. Deuce Vaughn is going to have a career fucking day on Alabama, and we're just going to call screen passes the entire day. God, I fucking hate you, Bill (laughs) O'Brien. He's so angry. Yeah, but I also want the Patriots to bring him back as offensive coordinator. So, (laughs) that Patricia, I fucking hate you more. Uh, Next up, we have the Music City Bowl, Iowa versus Kentucky. Kickoff is also at noon at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Iowa's a minus two and a half with a 31 over under. Uh, Will Levis is sitting out of this game to prepare for the NFL draft. I don't know if Kentucky can get it done without their quarterback. Iowa hasn't had a fucking quarterback all year. Give me Iowa 12 to 9. Oh,
2: God. I'm I'm struggling here because that's a great fucking pick. And I I totally see it happening. I, I don't even... Oh god, I I don't know what to do. Give me Iowa fourteen, uh, Kentucky ten. I guess I I don't know.
0: <laughs> Watch this be like the greatest bowl game ever. There's yeah, points yeah. all over the fucking place.
2: Yeah, that would be that would be f- phenomenal.
0: Next up, we have the Rose Bowl. We're doing the cultural Ooh. playoff games last. Rose Bowl number eleven, Penn State versus number eight Utah. Kickoff is Monday at five. It is at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, obviously. Utah's a minus two and a half with a 52 and a half over under Kiernan. Who you got? Uh,
2: Penn State
0: 28-26. If Drew Aller starts, I reserve the right to change this pick at kickoff. However, uh, uh, <clears throat> fine. Fine. That's
2: yeah, I'll 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 be okay with that.
0: Okay. However. The only thing dumber than betting on Sean Clifford in a big game is betting on my parents to reconcile. Give me Utah, thirty-three to twenty-one. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're you're dead right. I'm doing like this.
0: Have... With,
2: I'm doing that pick with
0: my heart, not with logic. <laughs> yeah, fair. I think I've picked Alabama every week. They've been on the schedule, so yeah, that's it's fine, fair. <laughs> Next, dude, I put forty dollars on a whole Timmy Chang and the Rainbow Warriors this year. <laughs> uh, you, you want to talk about bet with your heart? They yeah. lost. They ended up losing to Van. Yeah, was, I remember that. Yeah, it was. Now, next up, we have the Citrus Bowl, number 17, LSU versus Purdue. Kickoff is also Monday at one at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. LSU is minus 14 and a half with a 56 over under. I have LSU 27 to 13.
2: Uh, another great selection in terms of score. Uh, I'm going to go with LSU as well. Uh, I'm gonna go LSU 32, uh, Purdue 17.
0: Good pick. Thank you. Ne- Next up, we got the Cotton Bowl Classic, number 16 Tulane versus number 10 USC. Kickoff is also Monday at 1 at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. USC is a minus two with a 67.62.5, excuse me, over under. Kiernan, what are you feeling?
2: Tulane's on a hot streak, aren't they? Oh, and USC just lost. Um, fuck it. Let me t- give me USC. Give me USC. Uh, USC thirty-five.
0: Tulane thirty. That's fair. Tulane is on a hot streak. USC did lose and lost out of the college. Football playoffs. There is always when you lose late to not be in the college playoffs. It can be deflating. A team will just stop caring. Yeah, that is true. And I, I'm gonna rock with the Green Wave on this one. They have all the momentum, don't they? They do. They do. It'll be it'll be fun to see. I'm trying to see the last time because I have an example of this. Yeah, it was. 2009, the 2009 bowl season, Alabama missed out in the national championship. They were not happy. It was the 2008 season. And they, Utah came in and dominated Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. So, I have some experience with heartbreaking losses. Give me Tulane 38-35. Next up, we have the Relia Quest Bowl, number 22, Mississippi State. Rest Rest in peace Mike Leach versus Illinois. Kickoff is Monday at 12 at Raymond James Stadium in yeah. In Tampa, I'm trying to go too fast. I can't fucking talk. Mississippi State's a minus one with a 46 over under. I'm rocking with Mississippi State. There's a fucking pirate ship in the stadium. You think Mississippi State's not winning this game? Give me the Bulldogs 38-26.
2: Absolutely. This is the Mike Leach Memorial pick for me. Uh, I'm going to go with Mississippi State 34, uh, Illinois 32.
0: Fair. Will Rogers is throwing for no less Than five touchdowns Agreed uh, Next up we have the College World playoffs First up we have the Peach Bowl Number one Georgia versus number four Ohio State Kickoff is at eight on Saturday It is in Mercedes-Benz Stadium In Atlanta UGA is a, in his six and a half With a 62 over under Kiernan who are you rolling with
2: I'm going with Georgia because uh, there's no real reason to root against them, uh, at least against Ohio State. So I'm going Georgia 42-28. uh, 28.
0: Fair. Uh, This is basically a home game for Georgia. It's in their backyard. Yep. I'm yep. going Georgia 49-14. to CJ Stroud does not have the heart to win big games. You saw it against Michigan. Georgia is much better than Michigan is. Jackson Smith and Jigba is not coming out of that fucking locker room to save your sorry asses, Buckeyes, It's going to be a blowout. Next up, we have Michigan versus TCU in the Fiesta Bowl, number two versus number three. Kickoff is at four. It is at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Michigan's a minus seven and a half with a 58.5 over under. I think TCU has a fighting chance in this, but I'm going Michigan 45
2: to 30. Is that going to be one of those situations where they, you know, they, CCU keeps it close to the entire game in the fourth quarter around 8 minutes Michigan just starts opening up their defense like a can opener.
0: Yeah, Michigan's like, "Oh yeah, we can play offense."
2: Yeah, that yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. Give me Michigan 38 uh 21.
0: All right, there you have it. Our 12 Bowl game picks. That was fun. You you were scared at first. You didn't want to do that, but it it was fun
2: no because like that's that's the that's the the fun in in uh you know risking it all you know given the fact that you're only uh six picks behind now because we have some we have some differences in there we can be wrong on both of them we can there, we can be right on some of them so it'll be it'll be interesting
0: oh i'm gonna find every reason to give myself as many points as possible oh, such a bitch <laughs> Like it if FSU only wins by nine, I'm going to find some site that has the spread at eight and a half and say they
2: come. Oh, you're a, you're a
0: coward if you do. <laughs> That's way too much fucking work. Yeah, I was gonna say. But speaking of the Fiesta Bowl, Sonny Dykes was talking about the game upcoming game, said to stop Michigan, we need to stop the run and make JJ McCarthy beat them. That would have been right, like a month ago. Yeah, I was
1: just gonna. Did say you that. not
0: watch the fucking Ohio State game? Yeah, they did that. They did exactly that. Uh, Jim Harbaugh also might be just a fucking genius. Made everyone all year think JJ McCarthy wasn't that good a quarterback. Couldn't hit the deep ball. Yeah, and yeah. that just torched Ohio State. He, he, yeah, he was sandbagging him the
2: whole year, just doing runs with Blake Corum because he's so good. And just say, oh, yeah, Blake Corbin, you know, it can be a Heisman finalist, yada, yada, yada. Oh, we also have this
0: absolute tank of a quarterback that we're not going to show you at all. You know, there were some points like, hey, JJ, we're up by like 40. We're going to call a deep pass. I just need you to overthrow him. Don't even try to hit him. Just overthrow him, underthrow him, throw a pick. I don't give a fuck. Just yeah. Don't let Ohio State know that you could actually play corners. Yes, a hundred percent. That's that's what we're rolling with. But yeah, no, I'm very excited for this weekend of college football. Uh, I have not felt excited about college football since probably the Utah State game, maybe the Texas game for Alabama. Yeah.
2: And and I, I think I know why that is. Gavin, is because you finally don't have a stake in one of the teams winning. So you're just kind of like, Oh, I want to see some fucking games and I don't have to worry about what the end result is.
0: I would like to point out, by the way, I did not have a stake. It well, actually, I did. Cause I just didn't want LSU to win in 2019. That's a stake. Yeah, no, it is. That's a, stake. Um, but it's weird. The Michigan TCU game, I it, either team wins, I'm going to be happy to an extent. I don't really care yeah. about that game as much. I want to see TCU win. Obviously, I think it'd be cool to see the Horned Frogs kind of do something. Yeah. But, you know, good for either of them. I don't want either fucking team to win the Peach Bowl. That's true. Uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, Sam I understand why. fucking Block lives so rent-free in my head. I want to see Georgia win. To watch him explode. <laughs> and I hate Georgia. Yeah. But you hate Sam Blackmore. Yeah, I do. Which is weird. No one on Twitter. And I still follow him. Yeah. It's your own fault, really. It really is.
2: I probably should go to therapy. That would be one option, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's probably. I could also just unfollow him, but it's so much fucking content. Yeah, that's that's what that's what drives viewership. Yeah, I mean, look, he's either the most delusional person on the face of the earth or he just has no like spine and will say whatever the fuck he can to get people to interact with his tweets.
2: Yeah, and to be honest, it could be either. I literally have no idea.
0: I think it's a little bit of both. I think there are some of those tweets that he wholeheartedly believes, but other ones he's like, yeah, this will just drive people to. Retweet me to talk shit or reply. So let's go for it. Yeah. Speaking of people I hate with a burning fucking passion, during the Sugar Bowl media appearance, Bill O'Brien was asked how he feels about the criticizing of his offense, the criticism, rather, be nice if I knew English, the criticism of his offensive play calling and what the offense has done this year. And he says, I have no idea what you're talking about. I haven't heard any criticism.
2: Do you live under a
0: rock? I think he knows there's probably criticism. So he just avoids any media outlets. He doesn't read the news. He doesn't allow anyone in his family to talk to about social media. And as Riley on Twitter, one of my followers, uh, it's R I underscore O underscore SB or something. I don't know. Tweeted. Yeah, you probably would hear the criticism if you were actually on the sidelines. Which uh, is fair. I I think I cannot wait for Bill O'Brien to go. I honestly don't care about the result of the Sugar Bowl as long as it's Bill O'Brien's last game.
2: That's very fair.
0: Like we have But not, here's the
2: thing. Is he going to go back to the Patriots and then you have a whole different worry outside of college football?
0: Well, part of the issue is, A, I care way more about Alabama football than I do the New England Patriots. Fair enough. If I could trade... Like a 1 in 15 season every year To guarantee an Alabama national championship I'm taking that 10 times out of 10 Fair enough And Plus also I I think it kind of sucked for Bill O'Brien He was taking over from Steve Sarkeesian ob- Arguably one of the greatest offensive coordinators We've had No disrespect to any of the other ones But he did some fun things In that 2020 team So it sucks But Bill O'Brien's taking over for Matt Patricia. Yeah. I literally talked myself into being okay with Adam Gase taking over for Matt Patricia. Because <laughs> at least Adam Gase, the failed NFL coach, has some experience as an offensive coordinator. Right, right. Matt Patricia, the failed NFL coach, does not. But, no, it. I I also saw something... Jalen Milroe is our uber-athletic Backup quarterback We're Like, oh, Alabama's like working on their trickery They have Jalen Milroe running routes It was a fucking screen pass Yeah,
2: it's not exactly An innovation
0: No, it, especially not to Bill O'Brien
2: Yeah, exactly
0: And that's actually something I haven't thought about We're getting into NFL a little bit here, but Is Bill O'Brien going to run the same offense as Matt Patricia? I hope not. Like the route spacing is terrible with Matt Patricia. So I think that'd be a little better under Bill O'Brien, but he's just going to call fucking screens all the time. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing over and over again. Uh, well, now how are you feeling about bowl season?
2: I'm excited. Uh, I mean, we've had uh, a, a great few bowl games so far. Uh, I mean, just last week, we had uh we had some seriously good bowl games with middle Tennessee and San Diego State, I think being the best uh overall bowl game in terms of its closeness uh I was surprised at uh coastal carolina i you know I rooted for you guys after after not taking you the week prior uh, and you guys seriously disappointed me. So I'm very upset about that, but like for the rest of the bowl season, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's finally going to be fun to watch a playoff without Alabama in it. And I know that they hadn't been in a couple of years prior or whatever, but like, you know, they were, I feel like they were more challenged this year, mostly due to their coaches play calling, but I digress. It's just, kind of nice not to see clemson or alabama uh be in those shining roles so for the rest of everyone and especially tcu because they're kind of making a statement for the big 12 i think it's going to be fun
0: yeah i mean <clears throat> the t uh, the big 12 this year has shown out they're showing that they're not really losing anything by texas and oklahoma leaving like obviously they're losing money name brands but in terms of on-the-field product, the Big 12 is going to be fine. Yeah, definitely. So I'm excited. Karen. we only have like one or two episodes left for the rest I of the know. year. We have the, I... we have the one next week. If there's any breaking news in between next week and the national championship, because that's in a few weeks, maybe we'll do an episode. Might take a short break. I'm not sure. And Because we've been going straight since August I think when we had like one episode One week we didn't have an episode because we were on vacation Right, right But Yeah, it's it's been fun And let's just hope For a good end of the year
2: Yeah, excited for it Oh, same
0: Alright everyone, have a good weekend Drink responsibly and if you don't, don't drive <laughs> So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals. So they hired someone who killed Stu. Yeah,
2: LSU way.
0: Just gonna put that out there, just so uh, we don't get sued.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but but you know. Go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament.
0: It, none of it matters. Texas a and gonna go eight more this year. And half those kids are gonna transfer. Are you sure?